0: To another episode of Pot Strickland? I'm your host, Shwini Poo, and this is episode 146. We are coming out to you after uh, probably one of the most gut wrenching pos- losses possible from the Knicks. Uh, they dropped a game, I don't even know what the final What was it? 119, uh, 115. Sure. Yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, great. Uh, I am joined uh, by my co host, Prez. Prez, what's going on?
1: Not much, not much, you know, I, I'm just gonna focus on uh, this G League victory, Miles McBride, all that, et cetera, et cetera, in the meantime, because denial is a coping mechanism, and it's the one that I choose right now.
0: Nice. Uh, all right, and we are joined uh, by a first-time guest. Uh, his name is Chip Jones. You can follow him on Twitter at ChipJNBA. Uh, he does a lot of stuff, a lot of it for the Bulls-related things uh chip what's going on
2: not much you know can't complain i'm excited to excited to be on first time guest uh, i was a it was a fun game it didn't didn't look as fun early uh but it, it got pretty close so i mean you know that's better than grizzly thunder or something
0: yes uh definitely a better game than Grizzly thunder um yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, but uh, before we get started, uh, the Strickland does have a Patreon. Uh, you can subscribe to it. Uh, there are a lot of tiers. There's a $6 tier. With that, you get access to this podcast here in full. You also get access to the Nick's mailbag that I do every other week with Jeremy Cohen and Drew Steele. Also, you get access to the Strickland Discord, where we talk, commiserate, make plans for the Knicks, none of them that ever come to fruition, but it's fun. Uh and yeah, there are other tiers also. There's nine dollar tier, which I would highly recommend you subscribe to if you're going to subscribe. Uh that comes with access to weekly articles from Jack Huntley and Matthew Miranda, who are among the best uh writers in general and definitely for basketball and most certainly for the Knicks. Uh also you get access to another podcast I do where I yell. Um, So if you want to hear me yell more, listen to that uh and there are further tiers past nine dollars: there's a $15 tier $30 tier $50 tier and a $100 tier these tiers will give you various access to various things such as coming onto a pod as a co-host or as a guest and you can tell me how much of a fucking idiot i am but if you subscribe or not we appreciate your listening and patronage anyway None of this would be possible without you. And without further ado, let's talk about the Knicks game. I am just going to yell because I need to yell about a few things. uh, Just just, just get into it, bro. Drive me nuts. I'm going to need the Knicks. And, you know, I'm not even going to say the Knicks. I'm going to need Mitchell Mitchell Robinson to not play like a fat fucking piece of shit for for the entire first half of games. I'm going to need him to do stuff like, oh, Vucevic is fucking hitting 79 percent from three maybe i will try to close out I don't know. i'm gonna need him to do shit like that i'm also gonna need him to do shit like when ao fucking Desunmu, who weighs seven pounds is driving baseline i'm gonna need him to go from the free throw line and challenge that shit at the rip i'm gonna need that and not just in the second half not just in the fourth quarter not just when you know Tibbs probably lit a little fucking rocket up his ass at halftime no no i'm gonna need that shit from the beginning of each game i'm also gonna need This motherfucker who put on 40 fucking pounds of muscle this offseason, I'm going to need him to set one fucking screen that means anything before the season's over. That's all I want. Set one fucking screen that matters, that gets your guard separation, that creates a shot even. I actually looked up his fucking screen assist the other day, and that's how I know screen assists are the most bullshit stat ever accumulated at NBA.com slash stats. Because apparently, and not just that, not just for him, but also for collectively as a group. Because apparently the Knicks get the 10th, they generate the 10th most screen assist in the NBA. And anybody who has watched the Knicks can tell you they are one of the worst screening teams in the history of basketball, arguably, but definitely in the NBA right now. And Mitchell Robinson is front and center of that. He needs to stop playing like a piece of shit for dire halves of games. He needs to stop, you know, every time he gets touched on the leg, I don't need to see him act like you know, he got shot and crawled to the bench and you have three (laughs) fucking trainers come over and massage him and fucking make sure he's good. Just give me a break. All right. Like I I get it. He's coming back from an injury. He didn't play for a long time. I don't think it's excusable anymore. We're fucking 22 games into the season. And like, look, I'm happy he played like amazing in the second half because that second half, he plays like that all the time. We're going to be fine. Uh, he was like dead at the end of the game. We probably lost that game in part, towards the end. I mean, we didn't lose that game entirely because of this, but part of the reason we lost that game towards the end is because he had to come out because he literally could not play anymore. He literally, like, Alonzo Ball, bless his heart, missed about 17 wide open corner threes, <laughs> uh, mostly because Mitch could not do anything, and then Julius was like, wait, so you want me to help you on booch? and then you want me to also go rotate back out to the corner? Ha! Not doing it. Uh, and I don't blame him. I'm sorry. I don't blame People sit there blame Julius Randle. I'm not blaming Julius Randle for that. Because if your center cannot do the basics of defense, which let's be, and let's also be completely honest here. The start of the game, the entire first half, when Mitchell Robinson was on the floor, they, the Bulls were looking at this man like, like fucking, they were drooling because they were like, we can just put him in a pick and roll and get whatever we want. That's all they did. That's all they did in the first half. You go back and watch the first half. They were treating
1: him like Ennis Cantor freedom.
0: It was – no, it was actually – it was different because with Ennis Cantor, <laughs> you just do the primary action and you get a bucket. So with Mitch – actually. The, with, with, <laughs> yeah, but with Mitch, you can just see it. They're like, oh, we don't need to do – all we need to do if we make one pass – we're we're fine because he's not going to make the second rotation he would cut off the drive they would swing it to vooch and he would be like oh my god i have to take six steps i can't do it i'm good
1: um and it's especially annoying because you know like that's all the bulls want to do all they want to do is make the extra pass they all they love is reaching into the passing lanes and then making the extra pass when they get the ball back that's like 95 percent of their plan and and it it worked (laughs) I,
0: i can't even stress how enraged I was watching Mitch in that first half like I don't think I've had a lot of patience with him this year because I understand he's coming back from a long-term injury I know he's put on weight which was for good reason maybe he's not worked definitely hasn't worked out like he wanted to or we hoped but I, I understand there's a process there so I've been patient with him and I understand he's had a, very, a lot of injuries and he's had some weird stuff going on with the concussion and all these kind of things but that first half that was just like not acceptable that is not acceptable that you cannot like the most embarrassing part of that first half for me
1: especially with your team down Noel and Taj like you like there's something to be said for realizing like oh I have to like like yes there's like you want him to try hard all the time but like if your other bigs are down your vets especially like you it's gotta better. step up to the plate my guy like, yeah,
0: it was it was pathetic and the the one that drove me absolutely nuts I literally chucked my fucking remote against the wall <laughs> because it <laughs> drove me so mad was he got the ball like Vooch got the ball posted up on Mitch he was like not in a threatening area you know he got it like 17 feet out back to the basket. Why did you gain all this fucking muscle, Mitchell Robinson? (laughs) If when Vooch is posting you up, you start freaking out and like reach over him and bear hug him and give, give him a shooting foul. What the fuck was the point of putting on all this fucking weight if you are going to fucking do that? Jesus Christ. Like, I wanted to fucking punch the wall and break my hand and go to the ER rather than watch Mitchell Robinson for the rest of the first half. That is how fucking dog shit. That effort was in the first half, and then for him to come out in the second half and play like you know he took what he he had fucking uh, access to Barry Bonds' steroids at halftime and just like fucking jump out of the like it was crazy to watch the difference. And it's like is, is that really what it takes? It and like people will sit there and be like, oh, Fournier didn't play well, brooks didn't hit shots. I'm telling you, you watch that first half back again. The biggest fucking the biggest reason we were down by seventy eight points is Mitchell Robinson bar none. Like he was so bad that there was no hope on defense because he didn't do anything. He literally did not do a single fucking thing that mattered or had any impact. Well, no, actually, no, he did a lot of things that had impact all beneficial to chips bowls. Um, And the, the second thing I want to, I want to bitch about, and I just want to say this, the Knicks did not lose this game because of the officiating. I want to make that very, very clear. I am not, about to bitch about the officials because I don't think that the Knicks lost this game because of officiating. But the officials had zero control of this fucking game in the first half. They had no <laughs> idea what they were doing in the first half of this game. And they absolutely had no fucking clue what they were doing because they clearly came out with some vendetta of like, oh, well, you're going to bitch about the refs last game. Well, we're going to send a message. And the message they decided to send was, uh, we're going to eject Todd Gibson because he got mad about <laughs> two fucking moving screens in the first quarter of the game. Like the first, I actually, the second moving screen was probably a moving screen. The first one was completely bullshit. I don't care what they say. That was a bullshit moving screen. You never call that shit. Um, to, to eject him for that, like literally, I think it was seven minutes in the game, maybe even less yeah, it was, was ridiculous. Like that was so
1: egregious. Even Mike 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 Breen, who is always like always like giving deference to the a cop when it comes to
0: <laughs> Mike Breen is a cop when it comes to vision. Mike Breen will literally defend... he was, he
1: was flabbergasted on air with Clyde. Even Clyde was like, "Wow, Mike, I'm, I never see you like this." Like, Mike you know. Breen would like defend Tim Donnie like that's how committed he is to defending
0: <laughs> oh, reps. Oh I, I just I, I could not believe what I was watching that first quarter. Then like the call they gave on Julius when Re- rose went up for the layup, like if that's a foul, if you're really gonna call that, you gotta then you just better like we might as well just, you know, uh call the game and what we'll just do is have teams alternate free throws on every possession. Because that is absurd. Like he gave whatever, Javante Green, who by the way, like did a great job on Julius, also which great job on Julius involved him literally like dry humping him up and down the floor <laughs> most of the game. Um If you're going to call that on him, and take away two points from it, like that's just such a bullshit call. And and you could tell that they knew what they did in the first quarter was utterly bullshit. Because in the <laughs> second quarter, they couldn't stop blowing the fucking whistle for the Knicks. Every time the Knicks drove to the lane, it was like, oh yeah, you get free throws. You it was like the Oprah meme, right? Oh for you, free throws for you, free throws for you. That's all it was. And these guys are a joke. And then in the third quarter, in the third quarter, no free throws for either team. We just no, <laughs> you know what? No free throws anymore. Like these guys have no fucking clue what they're doing and it's absurd like it is absurd for this the second straight game i've watched the last game against the nets the knicks just got a shitty whistle uh i i i would actually argue that game the knicks probably did just lose because of officiating this one i don't think so i think the knicks ha- got a shitty whistle in the beginning of the game i think that even down in the second quarter and i thought in the third in the second half it was fine i guess um but like to have that much fluctuation within a game it is it's ridiculous to expect guys and not just the Knicks, the Bulls will obviously play this game too. But is it ridiculous to expect NBA players to like adjust? Like, this is not like a fucking like video game, it's like a setting cons- and everything yeah. just automatically. It's ridiculous. So, like, the reps in the NBA either like this, what Tip said this after the last game, and I completely agree with him. Call it, like if you're gonna call it tight, call it tight. If you're gonna call it loose, call it loose. But don't fucking switch up in the middle of the game. Like, don't do that. Just call it one way, and call it that way for the entire fucking game. Because I don't want to deal with, like, I, I don't want to, I, I didn't, I didn't particularly appreciate the second quarter where they were, like, clearly doing a bunch of makeup calls either. Because It was like, well, you already ruined the fucking first quarter of the game here, so now you're just making it up to us? Like, give me a break. Um, Yeah, I, I hated that. And then the third thing I'm just going to say is this, is, if the Knicks cannot be bothered to you know get their shit together on the defensive glass for more than a half of each game they're just going to be a 500 team and they're going to be in the play-in and maybe they'll you know be lucky enough to win a playoff series maybe they'll play the bulls in the first round if they do that and maybe again they will lose in four in like five games to the bulls because they just cannot you know, they just can't find it within them to, to crash down from the weak side when the center has to make a rotation and contest a shot at the rim and get a rebound. Because that entire first quarter and first half, really, just felt like watching. Like, Todd Gibson was in the game for about three minutes, I think, before he decided, I need to get an early shower. Um, in those three minutes, the guy contested two shots at the rim. Really good contest. Stopped Vooch on one and maybe stopped DeRozan on another. And on neither of those possessions did the Knicks actually get a stop. Because Derek Rose on one, and I don't know who on the other one it was, just watched. They watched Alex Caruso's beautiful bald head, and they watched him crash the rim, and they were like, oh, okay, we'll give you those two points. And that is what they did because. They don't care about defensive rebounding because actually they just expect the ball. Like they think they're magneto. If they just stick the ball. If they stick their hand up, the ball will just come right to them because there's apparently a metal object in the ball. Um, it was a ridiculous thing to watch. It's been ridiculous to watch all season. And if the Knicks are also just not going to defensive rebound, then why the fuck can't Obi Toppin get more minutes? Because he might not offense. He's not a great defensive rebounder, but God knows he's doing a lot of other things on the court that would help this team. Like, you know, playing with energy for the entire time he's in for one. Um all right, I'm gonna shut the fuck up now. I had to get all that off my chest.
1: Alright, well I have thoughts, but I am not gonna have a guest on this pod just sit back for well, fifteen minutes time. of swin splitting bars and then also take over the podcast. So uh Chip, any thoughts on any of that?
2: <laughs> well, I mean I think I agree with the refing point. It got so bad that like I tweeted about the roughing being bad in favor of the other team. Like in the first quarter it was horrifying. Um but I, I think one thing that I do have to say to like help put this in a bit of perspective in the slightest is like that first quarter was probably the best quarter the Bulls have played all season. Uh we had a really good fourth quarter against the Celtics, but like Vooch has not necessarily had a great start to the season and, and he was knocking down shots and Zach was knocking down shots and You know, and both of them are hot. I think it's really challenging for teams to stop them, especially with, uh, you know, a charge getting called or an illegal screen every single possession you guys are on offense. And and Zach was
0: awesome. Like, he just made a bunch of tough shots. You can't do anything.
1: Some of his (laughs) shots are just, like, fucking... He's, like, the boogeyman. Like, he'd be quiet for, like, 20 minutes of the game, and then it's just, like, oh, fading, like, three... Like, most, most players who shoot well don't really jump high off the ground these days. They're more, like, quick. You know like Steph, but he's like nope I'm jumping three feet in the air so you can't contest me evolutionary
0: and- Tracy McGrady
1: right seriously and it's just like oh fuck like you, there's literally nothing you can do about that shit when it works
0: especially like I mean again i am I, not gonna I'm not blaming injuries at all because the knicks they could have won this game if they probably tried at all in the first half um but uh I think like you could definitely see especially at the end of the game you really miss r j Barrett in a game like that because like you're gonna have to stick Evan Fournier on one of the Rosen or Levine. It's just like... or even
1: IQ. Like like the, these guys like they can play solid point of attack defense. It's just Zach is big and he jumps high, and Demar is bigger and has like I've, I th- I'm pretty sure this is the record for spin move mid range shots made in one game. Like <laughs> like that's like how I used to play like NBA Live 2004 with thought, t- with T Mac or whatever. Right?
0: I thought you were going to say like you personally like that's how you That's how play. press plays I, yeah, I, I, like, wow, I mean like, I mean that
1: that is also how I play and that's why I never played on an organized team. <laughs> I was like wow you like you must be
0: really good at basketball. <laughs> um no like I mean th- th- that's the thing that like like RJ is weirdly like a good like he he gives DeRozan and problems because he just like He's, he's just like, there. He never yeah, bites on anything. He's just there. Like that's and that's why he's like the most boring defender, and it's also why he's like not a super super high impact defender. But it's like he's just like gonna mirror DeRozan, and DeRozan like you know he's awesome, but he wants to go to certain spots, right? Like and like obviously he can get to the rim too, but like I, I think you can tell, like I mean, correct? Yeah, if I'm like wrong, like today
1: he could have he, like he was like in the flow, and he was like I'm gonna hit middies, and he didn't really go to the rim.
0: Yeah, he like I guess that's what it like. RJ will like. He would not be able to get into that nice of a rhythm right from the jump on RJ. Whereas, like with Burks, Burks was like generally doing okay, but he he was backing off too much and just like kind of giving him too much airspace to just kind of like gather and and go up. And like, look, Derozan's a tough cover, so it's not exactly.
1: Uh, I thought that was a big change um, in the second half when they had the like tidal wave in the third quarter. Was um, even guys who aren't particularly athletic on the Knicks like Fournier and Burks made a conscious effort to get up in the ball handlers to at least like, they're like, all right, if you're going to get to your spots, we are going to make it uncomfortable on the way there instead of being like, Oh, we'll let you get to the elbow and then play defense, but you're already in your office. Like I'm already sitting at your desk right now. And on the elbow, DeMar is going to shoot that shit and it's going to have a good chance of going in every time. But, you know you take a couple seconds off the clock and you make it make them lose the flow and then the passing gets messed up and that's what you got to do versus the bulls
0: you know what helped is uh Mitchell Robinson not playing like a fat fucking piece of shit that <laughs> yeah.
1: actually helped yeah yeah. yeah let me get my like quick 2 minute Mitchell Robinson rant like i i i up.
0: Well, you got to well, you got to do it like as the disappointed father because you
1: that's the tyrese, vibe that's the vibe i'm going for
0: yeah you and tyrese and and uh oscar were like
1: no one was a bigger mitchell robinson fan (laughs) than me in all of nick's twitter last year i was the one who wrote the article that like scooped up a thousand dumb stats about like on off rebound numbers and box outs per game and all this shit because he was great last year at that stuff and it was wonderful he got hurt yes which sucked but it was wonderful he got hurt no, it was wonderful, <laughs> comma, space, That's kind of cold press, ellipses. He <laughs> wasn't that bad. <laughs> he got hurt versus the Wizards when he had ten and ten in the first half. I'll never forget it. it was like it was yesterday. The it was golf- an awful day.
0: Basketball performance of all time.
1: <laughs> Aside from when Frank had 20 and 10 also yes. versus the Wizards. So yes. um uh, clearly the Wizards are the good luck charm here. But uh yeah, no, I think the most frustrating thing to me. I I shouldn't say the most frustrating thing to me, the most just the most frustrating thing to me is the effort. Like whatever he did last year, like he may not have always, he doesn't have like top tier defensive processing, but his instincts are good. There's like a difference between those two things. And last year he had, when he was lighter, he had the freakish quickness and agility to combine his instincts and like make a mistake and still erase a play completely. And now that he's bigger like all of that all of the processing errors show up more the laziness comes out more because there's more plays off he takes like the one i tweeted where he was just looking at um cam thomas versus the nets and he let cam thomas grab the rebound out of the air like it wasn't even a box out they were just like all right who's gonna he's go get it one right there was several of them and it's just it, it the effort stuff is so annoying and the um the the pick and pop like I know our scheme is to overcommit to the paint, but like look at look, obviously there are different levels of mobile bigs. But look at what the way Julius was playing the pick, he was like like hot potato feet. Like he, he was like you don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go all the way back to the paint or I'm gonna go out or I'm gonna help on the ball handler. Like he he kept just enough doubt in the Bulls, not just Vuce but all of them.
0: You gotta to- be on the fucking. Like you gotta be on your toes. Like you, like he's like fucking walking. You around You can't there. be predictable. You yeah, can't like, be
1: predictable. And like,
0: pre- like watch Gobert play, right? I'm not saying obviously. Like I'm not right. saying Mitch has to be fucking Rudy Gobert because that's insane. Um, I mean, it would be awesome if you wanted to do that. Feel free,
1: Mitch. Uh, <laughs> but like, feel like, free if, if you're, you're you, listening, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, Mitch. I
0: know you're listening. Uh, but like, if you watch Gobert, like, yes, Gobert is not the most fleet of foot and all these things. But like, it's not just the processing speed. It's also like. When he does something, he's like he's he's keeping his feet active. Mitch, there's too many times you watch him, and his feet are just like he's he's just standing there. He like I, I yeah, like I don't know if you guys have ever played. Uh, did you guys ever? Yeah, I don't, I know President because Pres is a fucking loser and like only watches <laughs> two sports. Uh, did you ever play soccer, Chip? Yes, that's yeah. actually that was my sport. Yeah, so like when you play soccer, like you will know this. There's toes. like guys that yeah, there's guys in your toes, but there's like guys that walk around the pitch. And then there's yeah. guys who, like, are always kind of jogging and ready to go. And those guys generally win out in 50-50 balls, whatever. Mitch right now is playing, like, the first guy. He's like, yeah, sure, he's, like, there, and he's he's in the right spot maybe, but he's not, like, moving. He's not actually playing with force. I mean, you could see it the difference in the first half and the second half, where in the first half, Levine had a drive where he literally just went at Mitch. Mitch was in great position. He was at the rim, but he was just, like, not with it, Not not really – Active and because he wasn't active, Zach just went into him and finished pretty easily. Like pr- pretty easily, just went into him. And I know Zach's gotten stronger, but like you know, Mitch allegedly got very strong this off season, So no, that
1: that slow feet thing it, it shows up everywhere. Like the um. There was one particularly bad pick and roll possession where Caruso made a a great pass. I I don't know if it was It was Chief Javante. It was was
0: Derrick Jones Jr. I remember this because Derrick Jones Jr. set a better screen on Derrick Rose on that play than Mitchell Robinson has this entire season on anybody.
2: Our house is a mess